Hello, Kristen here. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to tell you that the antidote is a thing that's happening. It's a series of monthly gatherings that will help you return to your body and your being over and over again in the face of, you know, 2024, election insanity, climate change, global wars, your own personal stuff, other stuff. It's crazy out there. And it's easy to abandon yourself and freak out. The antidote is for bringing you home to yourself so that you can be safe in your being even when the world outside of you feels objectively unsafe. And because everybody's marketing at you and there's no reason for you to believe me, you can head to jointheantidote.com to grab a free recording of the first session that happened this week so you can feel it instead of thinking about it to see if it's a good match for you. That is jointheantidote.com. Scroll all the way down and you will see a place to pop your email address in and grab the recording. Hello and welcome to Taboo Time. Today we are talking about things that I would rather not talk about, which is exactly right. We are talking about trust. I am here with Rachel Clifton, Chief Mischief Maker at the Innermost. Hello, Rachel. Hello. And Mm. we were just having a what is on my side, terrible conversation about there's this place in the entrepreneurial journey. And the thing is, it's universal, but nobody talks about this place, which is you put a thing into the world and then it does not magically sell 3 billion copies instantaneously like you had imagined. You are not instantly Elon Musk levels of money. And between that point and the point where a thing comes to fruition, you are you are walking daily through trust. You don't give up. You don't stop talking about it. You don't stop asking for it. You don't stop making connections. You don't stop doing the work that's required. But you are deep in trust. Like I've left the place where this wasn't in the world. And I'm moving toward the place where this is happening in the world in time. I'm in that line. And right now I've got trust and Rachel. (laughs) Any thoughts on that place, Rachel? How does it feel to have trust and Rachel in your life? Be honest. Um... There's two things. One, it's um, it's terrifying to have trust in Rachel. I would like to have trust in Rachel and like full signups. That would be easier to trust in. But that's not where we are, right? The energetics of it are. I will be so much more grateful for this event because I'm right here right now. There will not be a single breath I take in that space that will be taken for granted because I've had to walk through this place of, do you really want it? Because you're going to show up for nothing and nobody. 
And do you really want it? Because you're going to show up for yourselves. And do you really want it? Because you're going to show up for trust and love itself. And from that place, knowing where the end is, I will be so much more grateful. What are you showing up for? Two things. My um, my ability to do this work and to create transformation is truly magical. It's like the first and top word that people use when they describe it. Um, and showing up for so showing up for my gifts, your gifts, our gifts, <laughs> showing up for transformation and showing up for acts of creation. But an act of creation is much harder to introduce to the world. Like, this is new. Do you want it? And people are like, what the fuck is it? Um, versus like, I have an orange. Do you want to buy it? Like people know what an orange is um, with acts of creation less so. And so showing up for yourself, your work, your ideas, and your vision, um, as far as I can see, there's always this passing through the hinterland where it hasn't quite come through yet, but you mm. don't stop. So that's where I am. It's really vulnerable and terrible. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. Mm. What, if any, questions do you have for me what is it like on your end to be In collaboration, we've spent lots of hours talking and dreaming and planning and doing. And what's it like for you in this space where it's trust and Christian? <laughs> I'm going to say something. that might sound a little bit strange and maybe bold and foolish and I don't know. I won't put words in your mouth or the audience's mouth for that matter. But what comes to mind for me hearing you are three words. And the three words are I don't care. By which I mean I'm not in this. for conventional reasons. 
I'm in this for the love of the game. And I'm in this because I love you. And because I'm in this with you no matter what. And I don't care what the outcomes are. And I know that's controversial to say. And I don't mean that I don't care about you. And I don't mean that I'm not in this with you. And I don't mean that I'm backing out. What I'm saying is that I know myself well enough to know that I am at my most powerful, effective, compelling, and magnetic when I am grounded in something that is greater than myself and exists independent of anything else and has nothing to prove and nothing to hide and nothing to fear and nothing even to potentially gain. It just is. And that is the energy I'm channeling here. That is how I'm showing up. And yeah. One of my greatest frustrations and also strengths is the way in which I am incapable, and I mean literally incapable, of doing something that doesn't feel right. I am so attuned to my body and my life force, and I am so clear on what feels good and when it is right and how to recognize it and pursue it and grab hold of it and dance with it and all that magic. Mm -hmm. But when it doesn't, I'm like, no, it's just no, no. And I also understand the power of loving, gentle, attention, and softening. And what happens when we learn how to stay? And for me, this isn't about faith. This isn't even about trust. It's about presence. It's about staying present. And with that, staying open to opportunities that present themselves. And the bigger picture, the bigger vision of what I, you, we want to create. Because this is this is big and this is different. And it really is an energetic thing. And that's Rachel Clifton, everyone, embodying healthy attachment and detachment to our goals and outcomes. <laughs>
I mean, yes, that was beautiful. I'm not in any way mocking you. That was beautiful. I think that's exactly right. That if you can't, um, or if you don't want to make it a matter of faith and trust, make it a matter of showing up and being open and present. There's also a yes and, which is noticing where in myself I feel constricted, where in myself I'm being avoidant. And gently, lovingly, sitting with that and being with that. Mm. And that soften too. And yeah, getting into a place where I'm capable of and able to embody the person who creates this and what that means for me in practice. There's a tremendous self-awareness there of, I think I want to clarify that it's not just, what you're saying is not, I'll do it when I feel like it. Because if there's resistance around it, then you'll never feel like it. Um, It's knowing that being able to feel into, is that resistance or is that it's not time right now? That level of discernment, I want to call out as just brilliant. And that's a skill. That's an intuitive skill that takes quite a bit of attention and and intention to learn. Yeah. Well, I know in myself that forcing is not the answer. And I know that I have a tremendous amount of energy and power and magnetism. And so the question for me in this kind of place becomes, how might I tap into that? What would allow me to? How might I break out of my own self-conceived walls, limitations, etc. Mm-hmm. Or even just the status quo of how I usually show up, how things usually are, that just doesn't feel right to engage with. Mm-hmm. Like in like how can I create a new kind of environment for myself? And it doesn't have to be external. It can really be internal. Mm-hmm. But like facilitating a state shift, a profound state shift that allows me to play in new ways like is this about setting up a container with people that I love and trust where I can do deep work in the presence of those people and sort of effortlessly melt through any blocks and resistance and play with personas and play with ways of being and be ingenious is that the way probably is and who might be able to support me with this? Who would I like to enlist? What is my highest 
vision for this? What is my highest desire? So it's a bit of everything. And the warm, loving attention piece is what prevails because that is also the starting point. If you aren't willing to look at these places, then you'll stay stuck in the same superficial blah. It doesn't feel good. But I think that's part of the the challenge of women that I've talked to is that, um, and the reason that we're talking about this is not because it's sexy. It's not sexy for me. Um, it's because if I can just be honest with you and have a conversation with you about what's going on, then things can move. And if I can bring my attention to this without any blame for me or for you, we both end up better off. So everything that you said, even though it was, I can facilitate a profound state shift that allows me to play in new ways. And what is my new vision for this? It's also, who can I enlist to help? Which is a question that the independent woman is incapable of asking. So two years ago, me would have been like, well, this event's over. I don't give a fuck. It's done. Nobody bought anything. The minute I began trying, ergo, no one's interested. Ergo, fuck this. I should probably get a job at Starbucks. Like there was a very clear spiral that would have happened. And we're choosing to do it. I am choosing in this moment every single day to do it differently. And I'm doing that with you. And I think just the willingness to tell the truth about that is valuable. Yeah. And for me, at least, I think it's also, who do I want to become along the way? And what do I want that to feel like and look like? What does that look like and feel like? And yeah, yeah, really creating a vision that brings people with me and allows people to support me and allows myself to feel supported and allows myself to be truthful too. Mm. And there's so many things in there that... um... The good girl's not allowed to do. The good girl's just supposed to be grateful. You're not supposed to take time for yourself. You're not supposed to ask for help. Good girls are not supposed to be supported. You do the supporting. You don't get the support. What is that? Um, And having a vision is like, a good girl vision will generally be just like 3% better than it is right now, or maybe slightly less stressful than it is right now. The ability to hold a vision is inherently just not good girl. So I want to highlight how the conditioning that you've overcome is present right there in just that little minute and a half. If you're a dude that's listening and you're like, oh my God, it's absurd that that took a tremendous amount of work. I've been in classes with Rachel for so long to be able to do these things that um, for men feel like second nature. And for women, just being able to take up space, have a vision, ask for help, be supported, stay connected, be in your body. My God, if you just manage to be in your body as a woman, you're, you're, you're in the 1% of energetics and of women, as far as I can see, because we're trained out of them. 
anything there? And with that in mind, I also want to presence something that has been alive for me and is alive for me as it relates to who I've invited and who I've spoken about this with and how I've shared this. Because there are certain people that I know who, for whatever reasons, I haven't yet really spoken to about this. And for some of them, you can just delete the word, really. I haven't spoken to them about this at all. (laughs) (laughs) And why is that? And yeah, why is that? This feels vulnerable and this is important. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to say Why haven't I reached out to, I mean, there are three people who come to mind, mm-hmm. three people. And, ah, uh, okay, let's walk through it. Let's walk through it. Person number one. I'm going to be really candid really candid in like an ugly way this feels good this feels edgy person number one why haven't i spoken to them about this Mm, mm, mm. when push comes to shove he hasn't shown me that he would show up for me he hasn't shown me that not in actions Definitely not in actions. He said he wants to. I believe him. But he hasn't shown me that in his actions. And I don't get the feeling that he's in a place where he could or would engage with this. And... It's less mental energy and labor mm-hmm. for me to just notice this, be aware of it, and not extend myself, or crucially within this context, overextend myself, mm-hmm. is to make an ask and be really bold or make an invitation and whatever. And, you know, it, it just not... and not land in the way that I want to and me go hmm well you know what I kind of already knew that mm-hmm. and so I mean there's, there's a few things here I could be wrong I would love to be wrong I would love to be so wrong and I haven't yet experienced evidence that I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. And I also know from all of the work I've done on women being the ones to lead relationships that 
in practice, in order for me to be wrong, I need to create the conditions for me to be wrong. Right. <laughs> like it's it's a little bit nuanced and it really is about subtle energetics. And again, that takes grounding and presence and ingenuity and grace and curiosity and space and openness and yeah I think at a very fundamental level it's very important to me that my relationships feel reciprocal and I'm not going to push anybody for anything period it's just not me and yeah that's it I know that's the right way of being So that's person number one. (laughs) This is fun, fun. Kristen, this is fun. (laughs) So for some context, you might not be aware of this. Some Mm. people listening might be. But last year, I started writing a lot more on Twitter and found myself writing like love letters for catharsis and writing directly to people whether in these love letters or in diary entries. And I'd literally write person one, blah, 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 person two, blah, 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 person three. And so it's it's fun and kind of funny and sweet to be doing this again, but in verbal form. It really does feel exactly right. Okay, so we've done person one mm-hmm. who hasn't replied to my last text. So I'm like, all right, I'll leave it with him until he pops up again. Fine. Person two. Person two. Mm. Uh. Okay. Person two is the scariest for me. And also the glue for this. Because person two is the person that I actually want. Person two is the person I actually want, that I actually care about, that I actually want at the event, that I think would be a good fit, that is just like, yes. (laughs) Person two is a man with a uh, very, very penetrating presence. And before we started recording... Kristen and I were discussing this and uh Kristen you know that I don't say that lightly about people hold up with it like like you know that you want him to come to the event so like what's the hold up for our listeners so so, so what, what am I afraid of I'm afraid of getting on a call with him mm-hmm. and then us getting sidetracked into some like really deep presence experience and then not like having the fucking conversation (laughs) Uh, okay i'm not afraid though that's not quite true i want to find a way of 
bridging both worlds and bringing both. And I believe I can. And yeah, I've been waiting for it to feel like the right time, giving myself space to settle in relation to all my other commitments. Mm -hmm. And yeah, just getting out of any notion of pressure to overload myself or overload my calendar or anything like that. Like, no, that is not the right approach with this. Um, and in practice, like, there's a real beauty to being and feeling so seen by somebody. And I think I'm also, you know, coming into a new place of how much I can hold and express, how much I can allow myself to embody mm. without without crumpling and without somehow feeling less than because I'm also vulnerable or I'm also somebody who has lots of deep feelings. No, I just want to point that out as a thing that happens all the time that you are all of us that if you're doing the entrepreneurial thing there's almost no way to do it without that sense of I am learning to embody bigger without crumpling that's like that's the thing that's a universal thing that there's there's you just it's just a thing that you have to run into and get used to so like well cited well spotted and particularly for a woman with big feelings, who is in touch with those feelings and not seeking to run away from them or even to manipulate them mm. in front of a man. So, yeah. Right, person number three. Person number three. One quick thing, though, about person number two. Mm-hmm. My my desire and the place that I am getting to is to be in a place of real spaciousness and openness and receptivity, uh, receptivity when we speak, such that things flow really naturally. And I believe that's really possible. And I know this person likes me. It's not like this isn't and this this isn't a like I feel like <laughs> I'm really good at building very unconventional relationships and connections is all I can say. So yeah. Um yeah, just mm, I wanna do this right. And when I say that, it's not about getting it right. It's about how it feels for myself. And giving myself a chance to shine and setting myself up to really shine and really be seen shining. So that's what really matters. Okay, number three, person three. Mm, Okay, so person three falls into a similar but different category to person number one i don't want to go into detail about why 
But the bottom line is still, do I want him there? In what capacities? How would I like to create that? What would that look like? I know I have to lead this. What is my vision? What is my vision? Hmm, hmm, hmm. Because I know that is a proposition. If I come with a really compelling vision, an invitation, he's in. Yes. And I'm not sure what I want with him yet. I'm really not sure. I don't quite know. And I'm not going to force something or suggest something that doesn't feel right. If he comes to me and he asks me about it, different matter. I'm happy to engage. Mm. It needs to feel right. And I need space. And I know that in myself, these things just unfurl quite naturally because I live a very intentional life. And yeah, I have experience of things clicking into place. And you know what? Even just during the course of this conversation, Mm. I've realized I have so many more people that I could talk about this with. Mm. We're doing taboo, right? Yeah, we are. You've just bucked all the conventional systems. Every Tony program, every fucking Tony Robbins program on earth is not going to say, make spaciousness, feel into the next step, lead with your vision, let it unfurl, feel into the energetics, be deeply connected with your body before you take a step. That is all directly countercultural to hustle, push, crush, go, fucking sweat, go, do well, I'm a woman and I want to do business like a woman. I it's think that you're modeling it beautifully. I just want to call out that it is in direct opposition to the way the business is normally done. And I say opposition in like a loving way to be like, this is the other side of the coin is that it doesn't have to be this like push, 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 push. Yeah. And you can still be in that place of trust and spaciousness and moving forward, moving forward without the push. Just moving forward, just taking the next step. Yeah. Which is part of what this podcast is. (laughs) It is. It's like be horrifyingly vulnerable and perhaps. Shush, not perhaps. That's (laughs) That's bullshit. And this isn't horrifyingly vulnerable. Be real. Be honest and let people love you for it. Let people in. And that's why I have a Rachel in my life. <laughs> she knows far more about love at 25 than I do at 42. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. I'll take that. <laughs> With love. Thank you. Yeah, she's a phenomenal love. So... <laughs> This has been <laughs> trust, spaciousness, state changes, vision, warm attention, next steps, why we're not doing them, and that hinterland between when you bring a thing to the world and when it actually happens, and what do you do in the meantime? Yeah, and if you happen to be a man in my life, and you think you might be person one, person two, <laughs> 
you are so welcome to get in contact with me. Hint, hint. If you are one of these men, mm-hmm. we'll have me on WhatsApp. Lots of love. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening. One more time, The Antidote is a series of monthly gatherings to help you come back to your body, your being, and your breath when it's most likely that you'll self-abandon. The Antidote is the antidote to trying to do Everything all alone, all by yourself, while you grow more stressed and you're generally freaking out and telling everyone you're fine, while quietly, or not so quietly, scream-sobbing in a private place between tasks. Let's not do that. Let's try something different. This is a really simple format. One gathering a month on the first Tuesday of the month until the 2024 election. So we're practicing the skills that we will need in November now. And we're getting really comfortable with body, breath, and being now. And that's available to you at jointheantidote.com. There's a free recording. You can sign up. You can get more details. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy.